the patriot and the preacher where politics and religion do mix starts right now here are your hosts welcome everybody to the patriot and the preacher i'm your patriot mark anthony hey this is todd coconado the preacher it's good to have everybody with us. It's been a uh, eventful week, Todd, and we wanted to bring on some people, to say the least. Yeah. We wanted, yeah. We wanted to bring on some people that would share perspectives that you probably aren't hearing in the mainstream media. That's right. Um, and so somebody that we're going to bring on has been on the show many times. He's a good friend, and his name is David Horowitz. Mm. And David's going to enlighten us because, you know, He's a recovering liberal himself. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. so we're going we're gonna to have David on. He's going to talk about his newest book and uh, his perspective on what's going on, which is really valuable. I think uh, his perspective means a lot because he's been on the other side and he's been studying them for 40 years. Yeah. It's going to be good to have his, uh, his input, his perspective. And then we also have somebody on that uh, is going to really break – maybe the the mold that people have of the black community uh, mm. this you know vince everett ellison yeah uh, he's got this book out called the iron triangle inside the liberal democrat plan to use race to divide christians and america in their quest for power yeah um and this man's got a lot to say and you know todd he would be somebody that would have the excuse to be bitter Mm. Uh, right he yeah uh, and great story man he's got a testimony wow yeah he does he really does and i think our audience is going to enjoy it his testimony i'm sure is going to uh is going to come through loud and clear over the airwaves yeah i think you know i just want to say this too mark you know we have a lot of people on the show once in a while there's somebody i really want to have a meal with you know we talk to a lot of the people on the show but sometimes there's somebody i want to sit down and and, and be friends with you know and this is this guy is one of them man we actually exchange numbers and we're talking after the show because he's that cool of a guy you know yeah he he really is he really is and and he's so sincere about what he thinks and what he feels and i think uh people are going to be really i think it's going to be a fresh a fresh perspective that you're not going to expect from somebody like him right and uh he's got a lot to say about blm and what's been going on with the democrat party from the very beginning and so we're excited to have all of our guests we're excited to have you with us as well all of our listeners and with what's going on in the country right now we want to remind everybody that this is still one nation under god mm, yeah and uh that you know right now I'm seeing it all over social media. There are some sane people still out there. This is, this is the time where we need to be praying the most. This That's is right. the time where we need to be seeking God's wisdom, his discernment right now. Because, Todd, you pointed it out. We're going to cover that a little bit later in the show. Yeah. Unfortunately, there are a lot of pastors out there that are buying into this mm. white privilege and the white guilt. And still, we're seeing this this reconciliation term being tossed around. Mm, yeah, the reparations and uh, a lot of Democrat, uh, you know, lawmakers are throwing this out there. In fact, I saw Christianity Today actually had an article, Mark. It blew my mind, but then again, it didn't because we already know they've turned kind of leftist, honestly. And so if anybody uh, reads that magazine, just know they lean left. Um, and, uh, you know, people throw it in my face. Like, well, Christianity Today said this. And exactly right what you said uh, is that I'm seeing pastors that are duped that are, you know, I think they're genuinely mean well, though, Mark. I don't think they're out there trying to, 
you know, her people. I just think that they've been kind of caught up by the propaganda. And, uh, you know, I hope later in the program we can kind of break down the, the, the very deep level of propaganda. This is a psychological warfare operation that's literally being uh, put on the American people right now. And it, it's, it's going all over the world, by the way. But it's, it's really happening here in our country uh, as ground zero. And this is a PSYOP. And so we need to break that down. We do need to break that down because that is what's happening right now. Make no mistake about it. We've had, we had COVID going on. Then we've got these riots that are everywhere across the country. You ran into a riot yourself today. Um, and of course, we're going to talk about Seattle a little bit later in the program and what's going on there. And we encourage everybody to stay with us. We've got two amazing guests. When we come back, we're going to address what's going on in the news. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Mark Anthony. I want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying my pillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, my pillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. And it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow has an amazing offer for our listeners. And if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now, 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with the 60-day money-back guarantee. Trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to mypillow.com and use the promo code MARK. Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. So, before we delve into Seattle, I'm sure I, I want to talk about this because it's, it's, really, it's really a mirror to what's going on across the country. Some people may have heard this, but I want to bring this up. A UCLA professor has been suspended. He's mm. under police protection after threats. Now, you would think he did something just atrocious, Todd, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something so bad that he needs police protection. But this is what he did. He refused to exempt black students from their final exams in the wake of George Floyd's death. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, we got, we got to push back against some of this, Mark. I mean, I'm, I'm really, you know, one of the things I've been talking about, one of the posts that I put up the other day, and it kind of went viral, you know, I stood up for police officers, and I, I'm not the only one doing that. There's a lot of people that are starting to do that, but there was a guy, I think he was in New York, I'm not sure, but he came out uh, guns blazing and said, look, you know, we've been out here doing, you know, fighting for, you know, that we just went through COVID, we've, you know, we've been through all these different things, and, you know, it's tougher than ever for a police officer. We're diverse, we're all colors, and, we're, you know, it's just torture for us right now and you know he really had a plea I, I'm not really articulating his speech Mark 
But the thing is, is, is that there's this cancel culture that's going on right now. Very dangerous. And I think patriots and Americans of all uh, races, colors, creeds, political backgrounds, we need to take note. And if you're a Democrat listening, by the way, I, want, I had a great conversation on LA Talk Radio with a Democrat the other day that made sense. And we were talking about, you know, in the 80s, you used to be able to talk to a Democrat and, and right. actually have a decent conversation. Remember that? I, I mean, do. We are so polarized and the Democrat party has gone so far left that these are radicals that have taken over the party. The Saul Linskyites, the, the Marxists, uh, the left, just as far left as you can go. And these are the people running the party right now. And so this is the problem, Mark, that we're dealing with. This ideology is catching fire across the country. And so it's a good time to bring up what's going on in Seattle. Uh, there's an insurrection going on there, Todd. Uh, seven blocks have been taken over. Uh, the the mayor has actually called them patriots when mm. she was asked. She was she's been all over the media, and when she was asked about why she hasn't stepped in, she said, "Well, maybe we'll just have a summer of love." <laughs> um, you know, boy, oh boy, yeah. It, it, now you see. You know, this goes back to you and I are well aware of this. Audience may not be, but. George Soros poured millions into yeah. local races over the last right. four years. That's so right. that's why you have DAs that won't prosecute people, the no bail policy, mayors like this, governors like this that are really, they are aiding and embedding, and embedding this kind of behavior. This is lawlessness, and they think they're seceding from the union, these seven blocks of Seattle. And now, by the way, it, what's ironic now, by the way, is that now they're asking for food and supplies. <laughs> yeah. is, isn't that ironic? There's porta potties. Somebody dropped them off. Who dropped them off? I want to know. I mean, where'd those porta potties come from? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, along with the cancel culture, I know it's just, it's a small thing, but we've got a lot of things, you know, Gone with the Wind has been taken down yeah. from HBO when it's really a historical movie. It's a classic. Everybody loves this movie. You know what I'm really upset about, Mark, and, and this is uh, we, we noticed this with a couple of shows that were taken off the air after 2016, and uh, some of these shows are like number one shows. Like look at um, you know the Alive PD and Cops that's had so many seasons. They they highlight good things that police officers, and it's not even that they're highlighting that they're just showing what they do every day. They're right. just following it's a it's a it's a reality show. They're showing what the police actually do, and and for some reason the cancel culture can't deal with that, and so instead they have to paint this picture that law enforcement's bad. Candace Owens put up a great tweet. She just said maybe it's time that we just give the left some territory and let them have no guns and yeah. you know no laws and no genders and and just cancel each other out. You know. What I'm saying. I mean, yeah, let's see. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like you know the survival of the fittest. Let's see what happens if they really get what they want. They want to defund the police. Instead, they want to re replace them with social workers. But when a dangerous search situation is going on, social workers are not going to stop somebody that's violent or trying to beat up their wife or girlfriend. That's, right. that's not going to work. They're not trained. Yeah, they're not trained. They're not trained for that. That's not what they're meant for. And you know, it as we look. You know, this, this kind, there are so many stories that we could bring up. And, and as a matter of fact, we could talk about this until we're blue in the face. But mm. it, is, it is now happening. Now they want to, they, they're going after the Confederate statues. They're, go, they're now going after, of course, Jefferson and Washington. Uh, CNN. Columbus. And, yes. Uh, you know, on and on. Right? On yeah. and on. Yeah. CNN's Angela Ray said that Washington and Jefferson statues need to come down. 
She said, she says that America, American history is not all glorious. George Washington was a slave owner. We need to call slave owners for what they were, whether they think they were protecting American freedom or not. He wasn't protecting my freedoms. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, yeah, you, you, Mark, you can relate because we're, we're kind of similar generation, man. But, you know, when I was younger and I was taught history, it wasn't Howard Zen history. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. America wasn't this evil imperial place that, you know, we should be ashamed of and burning our flag. I mean, you know, I was proud to be an American, you know, in the Reagan era, you know, and, the, and, and I mean, America was, it was, you know, it still is the greatest nation. That's why we love America so much. We talk about it often. You know, that's the Patriot. That's what the show is, the Patriot and the Preacher. That's right. You know, but, but the problem is, is that when, when young people are, are raised in, I hate to say it, but communist schools where the curriculum has been replaced, where, uh, you know, the heroes have been turned to villains, where our nation has been, you know, turned into some imperialistic, uh, you know, place that you would never, ever want to live at. I mean, Meanwhile, everybody in the world wants to be here. So it's a total lie and a total fabrication, total rewriting of history. And if anybody studies history, I'm sorry if I get upset about this, but this is what happened in Nazi Germany. They rewrote history and we're seeing this with the cancel culture and the church of God better wake up in this hour. I'm telling you right now, if we don't wake up now, it's going to be too late. We're going to lose this republic. We're at a crossroads moment, Mark. This is a precipice crossroads for our country and we all need to wake up and push back now. Absolutely. Amen to that, Todd. I, you and I have talked about this so many times, and you're right. If we don't step up right now, we're going to lose this great country that you and I grew up in. It's still, it's already different than what we grew up in, but if we don't stop what's going on right now and stand up, and, and I know that, uh, that Horowitz is going to address this, but I know a lot of people are afraid that if we step up and, and, and speak out that we're you know, that we might lose what we have. But at this point, you know, our founders risked everything to create this nation and they stood up to the most powerful nation on the earth. We need to have that kind of attitude because whether or not our audience believes it right now, we are in the middle of a civil war. Mm. And, and we, we may not have two armies going, going against each other, but the, but the culture is being torn down and on top of all of that, Todd, if we don't stand up, who will? That's right. You know? it's the time it's it's the time is now i mean i'm encouraging people get on their faces repent before the lord get on our knees start fasting praying you know we can we can lead this culture in a peaceful manner like martin luther king and others did but you know we got to push back and this is a spiritual war between light and darkness and it's it's high time we wake up mark amen we're going to be right back david horowitz and our guest vince ellis is going to be joining us stay with us it's the patriot and the preacher Mr. President, welcome to the show. I love the name of your show. I will be a good Christian. You're going to be very proud of me, and I certainly will also be a good patriot. It's a great name for a show. I heard you have a great show, and thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. We appreciate that very much, and it has been an honor to have you on the show. Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. We have somebody joining the show today who's been on several times. David Horowitz, his latest book uh, is timely as usual. It's called Blitz. Trump will smash the left and win. It was just released on June 2nd. David, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. It's great to have you again. So, David, is your, you had a recent article out on why the left's 
leftists think and behave like sociopaths. Um, And you've been following them for a long time. You're a recovering one yourself. (laughs) What we're watching going on in Seattle, what we're watching going on in Seattle, David, is, is a sign of things to come. They intend to do this nationwide, don't they? Look, we're under siege from, from terrorists. Why do you think everybody's apologizing? Why is Drew Brees apologizing for respecting the flag and the country? Uh, why, why, why is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff apologizing for walking in the street for crying out, out tears? Uh, they're all terrified of losing their jobs because the left the Black Lives Matter, they're communists, they're, they're violent, they're racist, they've burned our cities, uh, and then will destroy your livelihood. There's a report out. Uh, of course, they've forced the head of the gym in Minneapolis, as reported by BuzzFeed, uh, says he has FBI friends, and they're investigating the, both the victim, uh, George Floyd, a lifetime, a career criminal for crying out tears, and the cop were security guards together. They knew each other. So there might be something personal. But what the gym owner says is the FBI is telling him they're investigating a money laundering scheme. Uh, so what's the next part of the story? The, the CEO of the CrossFit gym has to resign because the terrorists are after him. I wrote this book. It's a real guide to, to how the Democrat Party became not only a racist party, but an anti-American party That's that right. conducted or attempted to conduct a coup d'etat and then has continued it through the coronavirus hoax, um, the hoax being that Trump is responsible since the governors control, the Democrat governors control the health systems in their states. And now we have the hoax of the systemic racism. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, David, I agree with a lot of, you know, the things you're saying at a hundred percent. And, you know, one of the things that we've seen, uh, Tony Perkins put out an article, uh, you know, a friend of ours and, uh, you know, the article showed a pastor who liked a few posts on a social media page, liked a few things of Donald Trump. They actually tabulated his likes. And now that church is getting kicked out of a building that they rent uh, because of what the pastor liked. And the pastor had to come out and, and basically tail between his legs and apologize. You're talking about this, this mob mentality, this group thing. Uh, you know, they're doxing people. They're going to police officers' homes. This, to me, reminds me of the brown shirts. This, this is very scary. These are fascists. There's yeah. no question about it. They lie. Uh, Ami Horowitz has a video where he... He's a very brave guy. By the way, Tony Perkins yeah. is not only a friend, but I think he's a great American. That's right. Um, defending this country. Uh, Ami Horowitz has a video where he went out on one of these marches, Black Lives marches, and he confronts them with t- t- statistics that show there is no race problem of the, of the police. And I, I know how politically incorrect it is to say that. There were 10 million arrests in America last year. There were 19 whites unarmed who were killed by police and only nine blacks. Yep. That statistic should tell a cop is 18 times more likely to be mur- murdered by a black criminal than a black person is to be shot and killed by a cop. 
You're 100 percent right. And you mentioned that, uh, you know, that that that, you know, the, these things are hoaxes. And one of the things that I want to challenge the listener to think about is the, the organization in these cities that doesn't just happen overnight. That didn't just come to pass since George Floyd and his situation. I mean, this is highly organized, right, David? I mean, this, this takes, you know, a whole network of, of I, leadership. A lot of bo- I, I have a series of books, nine volumes called The Black Book of the American Left. Um, I've been watching this happen for 40 to 50 years. And I, I used to be a voice crying in the wilderness. I would, don't call these people liberals. <laughs> They're communists. They hate America. Yeah. And now everybody can see. I mean, I think it, I, I feel like I have a lot of company now, although there are a lot of voices that are silenced out of fear. No question about it. David, do you think that president should invoke the Insurrection Act at this point? Well, I thought what he did in Washington was absolutely heroic. The most courageous act of an American president in our history, probably. Um, except maybe Lincoln's going to the theater that night. These Democrat uh, radical mayors, racist mayors too, I may say, uh, were allow, you know, allowing the streets to be taken over by scum. Scum is what they are. Violent scum, burning everything, looting. And Trump, what has he got? Uh, he, he doesn't control police forces. He's got the military. I held my breath while Trump crossed the street that he wouldn't be assassinated. Anybody mm. calling that crowd peaceful is nuts. And they're just mm-hmm. lying. They burned the church the night before. If, if, the, if their National Guard weren't out in force, they would have climbed the White House fence and burned the White House. Everybody knows that. Insurrection. Insurrection is the law under which you could invoke the military. The military is not supposed to interfere in domestic politics, which is good. That's what the chairman of the Joint Chiefs said, but riots are not politics. It's that simple. If you have a grievance, there's all you know, ways to get the grievance recognized. Yeah, you, you, you go through the political process. You don't go out in the streets and burn things and shoot cops. And this is the dregs of our society. And you can see it, you look at them and you can see what, what, it, what they are. This is, this is all a charade. Uh, it's a very dispiriting charade too. For an American, it's anybody who loves their country has got to be grieving at this point. Yeah, they should be at this point. And really. you even have uh, Mitch McConnell said slavery is America's original sin. Hmm. Anybody say Af- said slavery is Africa's original sin? Because every slave shipped to the Western Hemisphere and to the uh, English colonies and, and, and America was enslaved by blacks in Africa and, and just sold. So we didn't enslave the blacks. Americans freed the blacks. Americans abolished slavery. And it was actually Christian Amer- white Christian Americans who did that. For 3,000 years, every society accepted slavery as normal until along came Wilberforce and Thomas Jefferson and declared it immoral. I mean, our birth certificate, the Declaration of Independence says every human being has a God-given right to liberty. That, that, that was the death knell of slavery. The northern colonies immediately began freeing their slaves. The southern plantation 
it was, the South was built on a plantation economy, which it inherited from English colonial days. Um, why didn't they immediately ha have the Civil War? Because the South would have lined up with the biggest empire in the world at the time, the British Empire, who burned the White House in 1812, by the way, and they were yeah. basically scared to do it. They eventually did do it. And 350,000 mainly white people lay down their lives to free the slaves. America should be really proud of what it did. That's 87 years. If you remember, this gracious scumbag, Al Sharpton, at the, at the eulogy for the memorial, they gave, they gave this criminal Floyd a memorial and a funeral service. At the memorial, he said that white, this is, the, this is such a racist statement, white people had their knees on the necks of black or their knee, white America had its knee on the necks of black people for 401 years. That takes us back to 1619. There was no America. <laughs> there was an English colony in Virginia. The labor there was indentured servitude, which is you serve out seven years to pay for your passage and then you're free. Every black brought there that they, in 1619, the 20 of them, were not slaves. Slavery was illegal in Virginia at the time. They were indentured servants, which meant they would be free in five to seven, to five to seven years. This is such a, a libel against our country. And all the people who swallow it are either ignoramuses, well-meaning ignoramuses, or they hate America. And I'll tell you, the majority of those people on those demonstrations hate America. They should right. get it as They that. do. They do. That's a good point. And you made, a, you made a great point because they've been doing that in the universities and the school system. David, they're, they're following the playbook of the communists. They're trying to take down statues. They're trying to erase. Oh, them. yeah. It's like the Cultural Revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the idea that we should have mobs tearing down monuments is disgraceful. Again, it's all, you know, when I was in college, I was a Marxist, and I, I remember what my teachers said, but I didn't respect it. But every one of my actually liberal, at that time, their liberal professors said, process, what's important is the process. And when you have mobs as the process, you have fascism. But uh, what is this, what is the next stage here, David? What, what do you see uh, as... You know? People have to speak out. When you see, why, how could Al Sharpton be presiding over all this and nobody reminds people what a racist yep. Jew hater he is? How is that possible? It's the yep. same thing that happened. Aretha Franklin, I mean, I love Aretha Franklin. Her funeral, they had Louis Farrakhan. Louis Farrakhan, who's gone to Iran and chanted death to America with the Iranians. People have to stand up. That, that's the big, the big thing. You know, if they cared about black lives, by the way, why aren't they, why aren't they demonstrating around the Planned Parenthood centers in the that's middle right. of the inner cities that are slaughtering black babies? That, you know, the black population would be twice as big as it is if it weren't for all these aborted babies. They don't give a damn about black lives. They, what, they, what they care about is destroying America and creating their socialist gulag.
these are very, very dangerous people, and these are very dangerous times. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. So, David, what do you what do you see happening between now and the election? A lot has happened. We've had COVID nineteen. People say that COVID twenty well, is coming. they're drowning it out. But you know, this criminal attempt to overthrow that comes from Obama and Biden to overthrow Trump, to destroy the Trump administration, like this coup d'état. You know, the facts are coming out now. We now know. You know, when I wrote uh, this this book that just came out, Blitz. Of course, I. I, I had to finish it a couple of months ago um, so it could be printed. Um, but we, uh, I already knew, uh, it was very clear that the Mueller investigators, uh, the prosecution of Trump as a Russian agent, that the people who were doing it, the Democrats, knew that it was a lie. And that's why Schiff suppressed you know, all the counter evidence. He held these secret sessions and deliberately suppressed anything that exonerated Trump. Um, but now we know it for a fact. Thanks to Rick Grinnell, a heroic American uh, who happens to be gay and was the head of uh, Trump appointed him acting director of national intelligence. He uh, unlocked these documents that the Democrats had, had tried to bury that shows that they do, that it was all fake. And when you think of, of the role that Russia might have played, you know, it's an adversary power, but we have a lot of uh, leverage over them thanks to Trump's economy. They could have played a constructive role in Venezuela, in yep. Syria, the Syrian civil war, um, and in North Korea. But Trump's hands were tied because if he reached out to Putin in any way, the Democrats would jump all over him that he's a Russian agent. Well, they, said it anyway, but they would say, you see, we told you. So their sabotage of American foreign policy is unforgivable. And, of, of, uh, you know, just of the country. We have a country that's built on compromise. That's what the founders intended. That's why they created the electoral colleges in the Constitution. Elizabeth Warren wants to just get rid of it. Does she give a constitutional argument for getting rid of it or explain? No, no, they just ignore that. They think that the founders wanted one man, one vote. Well, the Senate isn't one, one person, one vote. Uh, Wyoming with 500,000 people has two senators, which is equal to California, which has whatever it is, 35, 40 million people. That was deliberate to, to prevent the urban majorities from tyrannizing the rural minorities. That's what the founders intended. Um, so you can make an argument about that, but they don't even bother to make an argument any more than they do about the race hoax. They just assert it, and, uh, and they're prepared to destroy you if you don't go along with them. Absolutely. David Horowitz, thank you so much for joining us. The book is Blitz, How Trump Will Smash the Left and Win. We really appreciate having you on again. Thank you. Hi, this is Star Parker, and I love The Patriot and the Preacher, where politics and religion do mix. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I
Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. We have a very interesting author joining us. His name is Vince Everett Ellison. His new book, The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democrat Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians in America and Their Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. Vince, welcome to the show. Thank you, man. So happy to be with you guys tonight. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So you said in your book that you believe that the Democrats think that Jesus Christ, the gospel of Christ is poisonous and that yeah. racial recognition is catastrophic. Why do you say that? Well, you can't be a Christian and be a victim. Jesus Christ, said you're more, if you believe in him, you're more than a conqueror. Wow. If you're a Christian, you can't, you can't be oppressed. Yes. Uh, because we're all, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're peers, right? Mm-hmm. You're my brother. I'm your brother. We talk. We're peers. We're equal. And, and, and as a Christian, if you walk up to me and say, Vince, I'm better than you, I'm supposed to say, man, no, you're not. No, you're not. And, and I'm not supposed to be concerned about how you view me. I'm supposed to be concerned only about how God views me. If you mistreat me, Jesus says, love him. If you do me wrong, pray for him. He, he said, don't be concerned about He turns it always back on you and yes. never on the person. Hmm. Pray for him. Love him. So, and they said, how do, you, well, how do we change it? Let your light so shine. That yes. men might see your good works and glorify the brother which is in heaven. The father which is in heaven. Quick story. Herschel Walker, the Heisman Trophy winner from Georgia, early 80s. Herschel tells this great story. He said, I was, I was uh, he said he, had, he was, you know, this great football player in Georgia. And, you know, Georgia is the deep south, right? And, and uh, Herschel said he was coming out. He had become a celebrity. And he had these, these security officers around him to protect him from the crowd. And he said he was going to his car. And he said this one old white man was trying to get to him, just trying to get to him with tears in his eyes. And Herschel said he, that this man called his attention. And he said, and he told the police officer, let him through. And the man came through and grabbed him and said, Herschel. He said, Herschel, I was the biggest Klansman in Georgia, mm. but you changed me. Mm. You changed me. And Herschel said he cried and walked off. Because he saw Herschel running that football for Georgia. He saw him breaking tackles. He saw him being a good young man. And every stereotype he had against black people was obliterated. Wow. Why? Because Herschel just let his light shine. So these people riding, tearing up stuff, blowing up stuff, asking man to affirm them. See, that's what the liberals want, because people like me doesn't care what the government thinks or what a racist thinks. A racist cannot touch me. I'm a child of God. Mm. I'm protected by something he can't even see. And when they see a black man like me, it scares them, because mm. white men like you and me can talk. We're brothers, right. but they want us fighting. And as long as we can talk, and as long as we can get along, as long as I don't think I'm inferior to you, if they, if I, if they ever get like that, the Democrats are done. They, they, they don't have a party anymore. Mm. Wow. Well, Mr. Ellison, thank you so much. And I just appreciate the work you're doing. I'm very excited about your book. And uh, I'm a pastor. And uh, one of the things that's been a troubling thing for me recently is years we've had and developed relationships of unity in the body of Christ. And this spanned denominations, this spanned groups and different, you know, all different races, colors, creeds. And I, my heart hurts, my friend, because I'm seeing the division in the body of Christ. And I'm, I'm so blessed to hear what you're saying right now. Uh, you know, can you elaborate on a little bit more about what the book talks about this? I'm, I'm reading some of the commentary here. And, and, and you asked the question of, of you know, you, you said there's a false accusation against people, against Christian conservatives, against, uh, you know, white people. There's the slanderous accusation of race, racism and hate, hatred. You know, these are the things that are, that are dividing us right now. How can we overcome this, my friend? Well, what we have, we have to first understand what the problem is. You know, 
we, we, you, you, before they could even start dealing with the AIDS virus, they first had to find the virus. Uh, for a long time, they didn't know what it was. And I remember when, um, when, when, when uh, Dr. Gallo finally discovered the, the virus that caused AIDS, now they, can, they knew how to attack it. Until you know, if you guys are, uh, are, are a Godfather uh, movie aficionados, you know Michael Corleone and, uh, could not continue until he found the traitor in the family. Yeah. Every Godfather movie had a traitor. And Michael, when he found out there was a traitor, he said, we can't go, can't go any further. Stop mm-hmm. until I found the traitor in my family. Well, wow. the black community is having this problem because we never found the traitor. And, and they're t- more than worse than that, they're deflecting us and saying to somebody else, saying it's those dirty, rich, white Republicans. And it's not. I found this out when I was working in a prison for five years, and I quit my post in order to try to help keep men out of jail as opposed to putting them in jail. And the black intelligentsia was telling me that all oh, those rich white Republicans that are locking up black people. And when I went down to the black community, I didn't see any rich white Republicans. I only saw black Democrats. Yeah. And it's this three, this trifecta that was causing all the problems. I called them the Iron Triangle. They were benefiting from the chaos. Most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers. Now, that's your problem. That's your cancer. Now we know what the problem is. And now we have to understand either how to take it out and destroy it or go around it. Most black preachers now, not all, most are apostate. They preach about Jesus Christ on Sunday and they go out and they get political on Monday. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, the first time Jesus went to see a politician, he was in handcuffs. Mm -hmm. He did not go to the Romans to ask him, to ask them to to help him bring the the, the words of God to, 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 to his people. He did it himself. Our black politicians, our black uh, 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 preachers stay, stay in politics. They live in it. And politics is a crooked game. And they become crooked because of it. It started in the Civil Rights Movement. Martin Luther King Jr. and the March on Washington said things that just absolutely, positively was not true. And in this, he put a poison pill into the minds of Americans. I was wondering why these young athletes were kneeling and hated America so much. They hated America more than black people did in the 90s and the 80s. And I said, what the heck is going on with these guys? They're rich. They're great looking. White people love them. What is their beef? And then I went to the Rainbow Motel and saw that speech for the first time in, in about 10 years. I heard Martin Luther King say, 100 years after the Emancipation Proclamation, the Negro is still not free. That is not true. I was born free. God gave me my freedom. He said, he who the son has freed is free indeed. Hmm. I'm free. He said, we come here to Washington for our unalienable rights. That's not true. Your unalienable rights are rights given you by God. Hmm. They're irrevocable, non-transferable, unsellable. John Locke said you can't even give them away. They're yours, like your hands and like your feet. They cannot take away your right to defend yourself. They they, they, They can abridge it and they can infringe upon it, and they can violate it, but they cannot take it. It is yours. And when you give it away, you're, you're having an illusion because you are still responsible for your own safety. And you'll find out when a joker kicked your door in at 3 in the morning hmm. and the police ain't there. Oh, I thought I was supposed to be protected. No, you, you, you're, you're responsible for your protection. The same thing with your freedom. He told us that we were supposed to go to government for our freedom and for our alienable rights. And we've been running around like, like, a, like a, yeah, have y'all seen a picture of those mules that had a carrot in front of them to make them walk forward and never catch right. it? Right. That's the black community now. You are face, you're, you're chasing a phantom. You're chasing something that the government can never give you. They yeah. know this. They cannot allow it because they have to tell black people, we are your God. 
So we have transferred power that's reserved to God, to government. And what did Ben Franklin said? Those that voluntarily give up their freedom for security deserve neither freedom nor security. Mm. And when you go to the ghetto, that's what you see, neither. Neither, that's right. Hey, Vince, can you explain to the audience what the Iron Triangle is? Most black preachers, most black politicians, and most black civic organizers, they are paid contractors for white liberals that need 90% of the black vote to stay in power. That's all they care about is the black vote. The civil rights movement was designed to get the latent black votes down south for the liberal side of the Democrat Party, and that's how they took over the Democrat Party. Liberals took over the party with the black vote, and once they got it, they never let it go. Black people were preordained and predestined to vote for the Democratic Party. Stockholm Syndrome, cognitive dissonance, the fact that we were beaten and slapped around so long by Democrats, uh, we started identifying with our master. That's what Stockholm Syndrome is. You start identifying, identifying with your oppressor. After 200 years of slavery and Jim Crow, when it came time for us to vote, you know, if we had fought, bled, and died <clears throat> to have a hamburger, to go to the bathroom with them, to integrate in their school system, of course, when we got the chance to vote, we were going to vote for them. So it, they didn't even have to, they didn't even have to uh, do anything. I mean, look, proof. Richard Nixon and Dwight Eisenhower passes the 1957 Civil Rights Act. Then they passed the 1960 Civil Rights Act. They uh, also sent the 101st Airborne down to make sure that children were integrated at Central High School in Little Rock, Arkansas. So if civil rights were what black people were looking at, Nixon would have won hands down in 1960 in the South. Instead, Eisenhower and Nixon get black people the right to vote down South for the 60 election, and 80% go for John Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson, who voted against the Civil Rights Act that gave them the right to vote. Now, when they start talking about uh, Barry Goldwater in 1964, you bring that out on them. They weren't going to vote for Goldwater, irregardless, nevertheless. They started voting Democrat back in 1876 when Tilden and, and Hayes went at each other. And the whole South in, in 1876 went for the Democrat Party. Black people voted been the Democrat even back then, 10 years after slavery. It's always been they wanted to make sure that their masters loved them. And, that was, uh, and, and right now, the Democrats use that hook, line, and sinker. Wow. And the only way that we're going to defeat it is an intervention. Yeah. Same, same thing you do for a person you love that they want drugs, right? We got to go intervene. Yeah. So government's not going to do it. It's going to take Christians like us, Christians yes. that believe that we got to go and get our brothers and sisters and help them. And when we start doing that and start talking to them, we tear this wall down. But we don't show up. There's an old Baldillion term. 90% of every gig is showing up. And conservatives do not show up, and the yeah. Democrats do. That's why they get 90% and we get 10. Hmm. Hmm. Vince, you have such an interesting background, and, and you're speaking from a perspective of experience in the church. Your family had a gospel singing group that was formed um, when you were in grade school, and they continued performing for your years in college. So you've been around the church for many years, and you know you, you talked a little bit about some of what you've seen in, in the different churches that you've been in, but you're still on fire for the Lord. And that's what I love is, is that you're, you got a fire, man. And uh, that's what we need in this nation is, is if we have an encounter with Jesus Christ, I have a question for you, man. How do you stay on fire with all these things that are going on around us with all the different trials and tests of this, of this hour, how is it that you keep on fire and how do you keep the passion that you have? Man, you know what? Uh, 
I know Jesus Christ. Mm. It's like me. It's, it's like me knowing knowing my brothers and my sisters. Yep. Yeah, this is old black gospel song. Is I don't feel no way tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I don't believe he bought me this far to leave me. That's right. That's right. I've seen miracles in my life. Ooh, yes. The doctor told me. The doctor told me when my child was born, my daughter was born, Ella. I named after my mother. She was seven months. He told me that uh, she had three things and, and, and that she wasn't going to make it that night. He said that she had blood in her stool and had an infection in her, and, and, and uh, she had a fever. And he said that she was going to die that night. And um, uh, they told us to stay. This was death watch. And I said, no, we're going home and we're going to pray. And uh, me and my wife went home and prayed. And uh, I started putting together her baby bed because I said she was coming home. The next morning I called. The doctor said, Ella is fine. There was a miracle last night. He said, Mr. Ellison, I said, Doctor, you didn't save my daughter. God did. He said, Mr. Mr. Ellison, I couldn't save your daughter. I said, no. I've seen miracles all my life. My father had a heart attack 22 years ago. It was the widow maker. Everybody in the world that had the heart attack died from it. My father is 78 years old today. This is his birthday. He's as well. He's a, he's a, he's a challenge to the balance of everybody. And I was sitting in the room with my doctor because he told my, uh, my mothers and my sisters to leave out because he didn't want them to hear this. And me and my brother Marvin came in. And the doctor said, my, your father wanted me to tell you all this so you guys would know. He's going to be dead in six months if he don't get a heart transplant. My dad looked at him and said, look, doctor, I'm going to let my boys let me. I want them to hear me tell you this. I'm going to be fine. God's going to heal me. And the doctor said, I, love, I appreciate your faith. But if you don't get a heart transplant in six months, you're going to be dead. That was 22 years ago. He didn't get a heart transplant. His heart regenerated itself, and they say he's the only person I've ever seen that ever did it. That is a miracle. He was supposed to be dead. I can go on like this all day with you. That's right. I've seen it. So when people try to shake my faith, I tell them, brother, you, you, you barked up the wrong tree. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm prosperous. I'm healthy. And, and all of it, all of it is because of my, my love of Jesus Christ, and he gives me a peace. That transcends all understanding. Yes. There are rich people that kill themselves, get on drugs, alcoholics, beat their wives, can't stand their children. That's not me. You have, you've never seen a happier person in your life than Vince Everett Ellison. Every day is a holiday. I mm. never have a bad day. Every day is beautiful. And I wish that my life experiences were transferable to other people so they could be as happy as I am. Wow, well, so I'm you're... a happy man, and it's the love of Christ that's done it for me. Vince Ellis, thank you so much for joining us. We're definitely going to have you back on. It was an honor to have you on, brother. Thank you so much, Vince. Come in. Hey, everyone. It's Mark Anthony. I want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying my pillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, my pillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow has an amazing offer for our listeners, and if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now, 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to mypillow.com and use the promo code MARK. Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. Uh, We want to thank both of our guests for joining us. I hope the audience enjoyed hearing from them. Todd, you know, I wanted to point this out because it's important. When Barack Obama was elected, we saw a video of our enemies celebrating. You remember that? Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, I want to point out, that's a whole other discussion, but it is true, that did happen. I want to point out right now that both, I, that Iran, Russia, and China, and Turkey are right now in their media celebrating our dooming, our imp- impending collapse. That's right. So if, if the American people don't think that outside forces are part of this, you're, you're wrong. They are are a part of this. They have been a part of this. And what's going on in Seattle is a brief snapshot of what could happen if we allow this behavior and the the prevailing attitudes right now to succeed. Yeah, here's the problem, and I think people don't really understand this, is Donald Trump came in. Yes, he's on the Republican ticket. He's Republican you know, party. But Donald Trump is a populist. Donald Trump is, a, is someone who loves America. And he came in, and he's pushing back against the deep state, the swamp, the globalists, and uh, those that, that wanted to see China be the next superpower, the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the world from west to east in the last 30 years or so, we've seen with policy, China first policy and all the different things that have happened. So this hasn't just happened overnight. We've ran deficits and debt, like unbelievable amounts that most Americans don't understand. So when you talk about Iran and China and Russia and what they're seeing, most Americans are really isolated or insulated from the American media. They don't understand what the rest of the world is saying about America right now. And the globalists and the Bilderbergers and all those people, I know you might think it's a conspiracy, but it's true, have been planning that this is the end of the era for America. And guess what's in their way? Guess who's in their way? A guy named Donald J. Trump and a bunch of praying Christians and God's mercy and a little bit of a reprieve season. So when people say, oh yeah, you know, if Biden gets in, it'll still be okay. It'll just be like, like when another Democrat was in. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand where we are on the timeline. And this is the most important by far, not just for Supreme Court, but for geopolitical and for uh, foreign policy and for all the different things about America, the dollar dominance and the, and the petrodollar system and everything that we've known for our entire lives is all in the balance right now. And this is such an important time. And that's why you're seeing the demonic and the spiritual battle and everything that's manifesting all at once because they know the battle. But unfortunately, the Christians that are marching with the Marxists don't get it. And so that's why we're like a voice in the wilderness screaming right now because we're trying to wake the church up. We're trying to wake the people of the United States up, Mark. That, yeah, and, and that's, that's what needs to happen because the, the same passion that people had in 2016 needs to come alive again. When we talk about Black Lives Matter, you brought this up on social media, Todd, so I want to follow up on this. Black Lives Matter yes. is nothing but a money laundering operation for the DNC. They gave over $186,000 to Bernie 2020, $119,000 to Biden for president. Uh, Pete Buttigieg got $78,000. The Congressional Campaign Committee 
the Democratic camp, uh, Congressional Campaign Committee got $55,000. Elizabeth Warren got $93,000. Ladies and gentlemen, that money didn't go to help black communities. They no. went to Democrat candidates. That's it. That's the only reason, uh, like Mr. Ellison was saying, that you know, when voting comes around, that's what they want. They want the African-American vote. They don't care about the communities because almost, I'd say 99%, you can look up the statistics of those communities where there's, uh, you know, poverty and, and, and wealth disparagement. Those are Democrat-run cities, and most of them are Democrat-run states. You know what I'm saying? And so this is a pattern that's been going on. It needs to be broke. And I just want to say this, of course, black lives matter. It's a great, you know, yes, but the organization is separate from the same. They just happen to stole the phrase. And uh, what they stand for is nothing about Black Lives Mark. No, it isn't at all. And as David brought up, and you and I have talked about this in prior shows, if Black Lives really matter, they go to the heart of the, of the matter and go and protest in front of every Planned Parenthood in urban areas. That's where they should be. Um, and, and the stat, by the way, let's just repeat this one more time. 10 million arrests, okay? 10 million arrests, 19 white unarmed citizens, and only 10 unarmed black citizens. So if anything, but this, is, this is a hoax. It's yeah. been cooked up to divide this nation. And what we need more than ever is for us to come together and have unity. Um, so let's close this out with a prayer for our nation and everybody listening, Todd. Yeah. And, and, you know, I just want to say too, you know, of those 10, you know, every one of those people is important. We, we, we love them and we, you know, we're sorry for their families, but there was, there were situations that were going on there. Several of those attack police officers, there's more to the story. So incrementally year on year, it's been going down by the way, every single year, especially when Trump's been in office. So uh, Lord, we just want to thank you for, Oh Lord, your mercy, your grace, your protection. And uh, Lord, if there's anyone listening to this show right now that does feel little or attacked, or if maybe they have had racism, we, we just want to say we love them. You love them, Lord. And this isn't a show where we're combative. Mark and I aren't here to be combative. We're not here to be divisive. We want to see healing in this nation, Lord. We want to see repentance. We want to see unity. We want together, we are united. We are stronger. Divided, we fall. That's the, the, the word of God. Your word says a house divided against itself cannot stand. So, Lord, we just pray that there would be an awakening and that people would wake up and see what's going on from a spiritual standpoint, understand it's a battle between light and darkness, and that there would be change that happens, good change, or that we would, we, would, we would just continue to sustain as a nation and thrive and prosper and grow, and that you'd put your protection, your grace, and your mercy in the United States. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Todd. We want to thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with some great guests. And in the meantime, keep praying for your nation. Keep praying for each other. And thanks for joining us. I'm Mark Anthony, your patriot. It's Todd Coconado, pastor and preacher. Thank you for tuning in.